Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live world one your inside look into combat sports yeah brought to you by the wbo the world boxing organization how about that and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history let's get him let's get him hard pedro fernandez better grab me quick before my knees give way Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline facilities in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California, check it, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35 make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but never duplicated for the next hour. I'm knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Straight up, I'm an award-winning writer, former four-time Golden Glove champion. And for the next hour, we're going to talk combat sports, both boxing and mixed martial arts live on Sports Byline iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and like a thousand other internet platforms, including SB Nation Sports. So straight up, we have open phone lines all around the planet. That's right, we don't discriminate. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or get this, the guilt-free, no-commitment text line, a little more popular than calling in live. If you want to shoot me a text, you can. Here's the text line, 415 275 one six one three. That's four one five two seven five one six one three. So boxing is back. That's right. Boxing's back. The UFC's back. Bottom line is combat sports is rocking and rolling, but it's a studio sport now. It's no longer a how can I put the spectator sport? And people say to me, you know, that really takes away from it. No, it doesn't. You've got two guys in a ring. It isn't too hard to figure things out. This is not a professional wrestling match where you've got, like, people rooting for the bad guy, rooting for the good guy in order to keep things going, okay? This is a boxing match or a combat sports encounter, okay? No bad guy, no good guy. Winner and a loser. Straight up, you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Once again, open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. Check them out online, the WBO at WBOboxing.com. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. But baby, you knew that. Decision now. Let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get up to a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase select Superstart batteries. With high cranking power and reserve capacity, Superstart batteries provide all the power your vehicle demands and more. Turn the key with confidence. Superstart batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. And now today's Ben Hogan Golf Tip. Want to hit your long irons crisper and longer? It's important to take the club back easy on your backswing. A longer iron requires more of a sweeping fluid motion than other irons. To achieve this, try to take it back low and slow for the first few feet. This deliberate takeaway helps promote a smooth, shallow swing that's perfectly on plane. You'll find that sweet spot more consistently, and you'll see added yards in your four through six irons. And now a word from Ben Hogan Golf. When Ben Hogan founded his company in 1953, his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world. That remains our mission today. We forge every club we make to provide the feel and feedback investment cast clubs simply cannot provide. And our craftsmen micromanufacture each club to your exacting specifications in our Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf equipment at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit us online. You'll be glad you did. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Just what do you think of him as a fighter, huh? His footwork's lousy. He can't count a punch. His timing stinks. And he doesn't breathe properly. But you'll like him as a person. He has a nice smile. Welcome back to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Of course, this is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Saturday edition, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, live on Sports Byline. Straight up, time to go back in time. You know... When I was growing up, I had a lot of aspirations. Maybe it had something to do with me being left-handed, but believe it or not, radio and boxing had nothing to do with it. No. First thing I wanted to do is I wanted to get in the Cub Scouts. I wanted to become a Cub Scout, and, you know, really badly. So I got in the Cub Scouts. I was in Denwood in the Cub Scouts, and, and that was sort of cool until we realized that, you know, the Den, the guy that was running the pack, I'm talking about the pack leader, he was a Boy Scout leader as well, his name was William Bardoli, he was in one way or another molesting us all, okay? So that was the way that went down. So what can I tell you is that, 
you sort of, your picture that you had of the Boy Scouts, you know, as you grow up, you realize, eh, you know, there was something bad. There was something a little shady there. And now, of course, there's class action lawsuits regarding child molestation and, and closing down the Boy Scouts of America. But, you know, I put the blame on on the Boy Scouts of America and the San Francisco Unified School District because they both knew at that one point in time. My mother went to school and said, you know what, something's going on here. The kid's telling me something's going on here. And they're going, oh, he's got a vivid imagination. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah, yeah. No vivid imagination. I knew what time it was, okay? But the bottom line is they denied it. So it was the worst kept secret in the world outside of that and the Catholic Church and little boys, okay? So how can I put this? I never became den leader. I got out of the Boy Cub Scouts, never went into the Boy Scouts because of obvious reasons. But my number one aspiration in life was to become a San Francisco policeman, which something I attained and spent eight years working with the city. I never really did see any real police brutality, per se, because people knew that they couldn't pull that spit. When I say spit, I mean spit with an H around me. They just knew it, okay? They just couldn't do it. And on time, there were occasions when... Um, we would pull up on something and something was getting a little heavy and I would tell guys, Hey, you know, just like that. And that would, that would put them, put them in check. Guys would realize, you know, maybe they were starting to go overboard and things like that. So that was stopped. So, you know, bad cops, good cops. For the most part, I had nothing but great, great cops. And the cops that I had, I worked with, they were, were good cops. Okay. But there were some bad cops along the line and we knew that, but I didn't see it when I was a cop. I didn't. So then I got out of the police department and Time after time, if I came in contact with a police officer, I either, if I didn't tell them I was a former police officer or if they didn't run my driver's license and find out I was a former police officer because my driver's license runs, goes back to the San Francisco Police Department, doesn't come back to, to uh, me. Okay, and that's the way it was back in the days. Anyway, but when they run that, then, then it's, it's, it's a whole different world. I mean, I'm being treated totally differently. I'm serious. So in other words, I even remember, I, I remember one time in South San Francisco, I got roughed up one time. By, by the police for not wearing a seatbelt. He put a gun on my ear and put a mark on the side of my face. I kid you not, because they didn't have a seatbelt on in a residential area. I can't, this, uh, this is the honest and God truth. So while I knew, while I knew that, you know, that there are bad cops, I didn't think that bad cops were, uh, kind of put this, an entire department because of the fact that because my department and my chiefs didn't allow that kind of crap to go on, okay? But when you look at the videos nowadays of cops on TV, it's not looking very good. It's it's just not very. It's not a good portrayal of the police department at all. Police departments across the country, and you know what? It isn't just one police department. It's police department after police department after police department. So what I'm trying to say is, yes, the time has come for this country to change as far as the policing system is concerned. Something's wrong. Something's rotten in Denmark. I kid you not. And I've always said this that you know, listen, how can I put this? It boils down. It boils down to money. And if people don't have any money, they can't get get by. I mean, we got a $1,200 check from the government a couple of weeks ago. Oh, boy. Uh, corporate America, which doesn't pay tax, got $500 billion. So where was the looting there? In the streets of San Francisco or on Wall Street? You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. We take it to the Bronx and bring it, of course, are you in here yet? Yeah, we'll, we'll, hold, hold, okay. we'll hold on a little bit on that one. Bottom line is... Boxing's coming back, of course, Tuesday, June 9th, WBO featherweight champion. I'm talking about Shakur Stevenson, the undefeated lad. Man, he can rock. No doubt about that. I call him double S. If he stays out of trouble uh, on the streets, he's going to be a good fighter and probably a decent human being as well. But he's undefeated now. The WBO 126-pound champion taking on Puerto Rican contender Felix La Sombre Carabilo in a 10-round super featherweight bout. I guess they're going to put him in an over-the-weight match. And, of course, this will mean the guy probably doesn't have that good of a record. 
bottom line is, you know, boxing now is it's back. We've got to see good boxing. In other words, Shakur Stevenson against Pedro Fernandez or 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 Scott Cuddy or or, or maybe he steps up and fights Socrates Palmer. Uh, that's not what we want to see. We want to see, you know, we don't want to see practice fights. There's no time for practice fights in the era of the coronavirus. We need straight up real fights. Speaking of real fights, let's take it to the Bronx once again and bring in the Bronx Bomber. I'm talking about the one, the only PhD of boxing, Mr. Socrates Palmer. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Pedro. The uh, summer is here, and uh, the streets are hotter in more ways than one. Uh, yeah, that, that's a <laughs> good. BX. That's that's a hell of a way to put it. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at the boxing schedule, and while boxing's coming back, they're putting on a lot of um, like like Val, my guy uh, Valenzuela is gonna he's gonna defend it. No, he's not gonna defend the WBA 122 pound title. He's gonna step up and wait to 126 and 130, and he's fighting the guy that's 13 and 11. I mean, you know, I don't I, when there's no boxing on TV, and then Bob Arum comes back when, and puts his top guy and the number one guy in Mexico in with a guy that's 13 and 11. That's not that's not good marketing in my mind. Yeah, I mean, a couple of fighters have said that they don't want to fight in front of empty crowds. Um, I get that, but I don't. in reality, more people watch the fight on TV mm-hmm. than in person. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, with this drought, without not just boxing, but real sports, you know, for it seems forever, but it's only been in reality about three months. Yeah. We don't want to see tune-ups. We don't want to see... Um, Kind of like the, back in the day, the uh, in wrestling, the, those enhancement matches. We don't want to see no squash uh, matches, right? Yeah, you don't, we don't want to see Barry Horowitz against uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. You know, we want to see real fights. We want to see. Uh, I mean, I understand guys haven't fought, they haven't maybe been able to train properly. Doesn't matter. You, but, you know, you, you yeah, got, you it's, got, a hard listen, sell. it's time. It's time to go with the times. I mean, everything that was normal before is not normal now. So, in other words, uh, Teofimo Lopez, he's been training his butt off. More power to him. He's been training his butt off. He knows he's got to stay focused. Of course, the fight with uh, with uh, Lomachenko is uh, originally scheduled for May, and we don't know when that's going to happen. But that's that's really, you know what, of all the fights on the schedule, how come that's the only one I'm licking my chops about? Because it's probably the best fight in boxing, you know, that could be made because you have two guys that are in their prime. Uh, they win in spectacular fashion um lomachenko is probably the best technical fighter in the sport and probably the best that we've had in quite some time but he's not a safety first guy you know he's a guy that breaks you down mentally and then he takes you out you know he fights entertaining in an entertaining fashion unlike some of the other guys that have held the pound for pound title before that they're probably not must watch uh, excitement Guys like Mayweather, uh, or even the late great, uh, Pernell Whitaker. Great in their style, but not the most TV friendly. And Teofimo Lopez can take you out with one shot. So, and also the animosity and the bad blood that has been, um, boiling for about a year. Is, Lopez has been calling him out. Yeah. Is this the Leonard Duran of 2020, the Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, the first fight? I mean, cause you want to talk about animosity. Good Lord, man. Roberto Duran was walking like three or four inches off the ground before that fight. It's a, it's a fair comparison in terms of just the, the blatant disrespect that Lopez has shown for Lomachenko, just like the way Duran did against Leonard. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great fight. It's, it's not 
the only great fight that could be made, but it seems the one that's the easiest to make. They're both under the same promotional banner. Uh, some people may think that Lopez may be a little too green, but I respect the fact that he's got the guts to call it the best. And he's a real champion. He, he won his title in the ring and he's looking for even greater, a, a greater accomplishment. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He's, he's a real, time, 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 time. I, I caught that, I caught that, that jab <laughs> there, that jab there. He's a real champion. He won his title in the ring. What are you implying, Mr. PhD? That, that he's a real, that he's the real deal. He no, beat, no, he, no, 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 no. He's not the internet champ. No, oh, he's oh, not the internet. Who is the internet champ? According to Tia Fimo, Devin Haney holds that <laughs> distinction. He is the cyber champion. Yes. <laughs> Undisputed. And how's Mr. Haney, Mr. Haney being a native of San Francisco now living in Las Vegas in rehab right now. How's he responded to that? Cause I know they're going back and forth here on the internet. I haven't seen his rebuttal, but I will say this about Haney. He has been training also, and he's been working with Floyd Mayweather, the guy who he models his game after, the one he idolizes. So I guess he's going to let his uh, talking happen in the ring if they ever meet. But that's the fight that's probably the, the hardest to make because, you know, they're two different promotions. And and I think, this, well, we don't know about the zone now, but the zone probably has him in mind as part of the face of their network. So I don't know if they're going to risk having him uh, fight Teofimo Lopez okay, at this uh, stage in the career. You brought up the zone. What's up with my refund money? Do I get refunded for these months where there's no boxing on? Or what's going on with that, man? You're the PhD. Let me know. I'll be honest with you. I haven't had it. I haven't had an issue. You know, um, they actually haven't billed me. I also have seen people re- requesting refunds. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Kurt Emhoff, one of the best boxing lawyers in the business, he put on Twitter screenshots of three times that he's requested to, to get his money back. Cheap and Kurt. And he hasn't responded. We're going to have to nickname him Cheap Kurt. Cheap Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. I know him, so I can say no, that. Yeah. yeah. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide as we have a little fun here. You are tuned to the longest-running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live World. When we come back, more Socrates Palmer is boxing's only PhD here live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. The thing is that I'm still in his brain. I'm still in his mind. I'm the guy that he wants to get rid of. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. 
If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right. A monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. baby that was the dream bobby kennedy his last public address june 6 1968 the ambassador hotel los angeles california i would see him probably two or three days prior at the campaign headquarters located in old auto dealership on 11th and market street in san francisco i mean there was bobby kennedy in the flesh i kid you not three days later of course he was he passed away now i'll never forget that night we watched the him winning in, in that speech and my grandmother my late grandmother turned off the television said you got to go to bed now so when it came time to wake up in the morning they were huddled in the kitchen i couldn't figure out why they were all huddled in the kitchen because they didn't want to tell me they didn't want it because you know i was traumatized by the first kennedy assassination and we had passed out bumper stickers and you know i'd seen this guy i mean in the flesh i mean he was like 45 50 feet away so they were worried about this traumatizing my, my my mother and my grandmother my uncle so they were huddled in the kitchen and i said what's going on here so i walked in they go kennedy's dead and I said, okay, I can register with that. John Kennedy's been dead for like you know, almost five years. You know, November 22nd, 1963. No, 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 no. Bobby Kennedy was dead. 
and I didn't register that. I couldn't figure out. I, I had no idea what they were talking about. It just didn't register at all. I mean, come on. I just watched him on television. He said, let's go off to Chicago and we'll win there. And, and that was that. And they turned off the TV. And the next morning, you tell me when I'm, as soon as I open up my eyes that, he, that he's dead, well, he's been shot in the head. And they don't expect him to live. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Anyway, that was June 6, 1968, 52 years ago today. If I get emotional about Bobby Kennedy, I think that, that he was, he was the end of the dream. I think that when they whacked, whacked, whacked out Martin Luther King, mm -hmm. When they whacked out Martin Luther King and, and, of course, John Kennedy first, but when they took out Martin Luther King and then took out Bobby Kennedy two months later, that was that was writing on the wall. If you didn't realize what time it was then, I think you do now in 2020. All you got to do is turn on the television. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Let's take it back to the Bronx. My man, Socrates Palmer, boxing's true PhD. So tell me, what's on your mind besides Buffalo cops roughing up some old? What were they roughing that old dude up for in his ear? Did you see that? Where oh, that was terrible, man. His ear was bleeding. Yeah, and and I heard one of the one of the uh, police officers uh, said that he tripped. So that no, no, that's that was the official. Listen, that was the official report. See, here's what when they were when cops were around me, they knew they couldn't get away with any test lying or any of that kind of crap because I wasn't going to go up there and go on the stand and, and, and confirm a lie. You hear what I'm saying? So they knew that. So cops knew that. So we went together, and I never lost a case on a police report because I was always straight and honest. You don't have listen to be a good policeman. You don't have to create crime. Crime's there. Yes, that is true, P. That is true. Just, uh, who's my man from, uh, Dragnet? Just the facts, right? Just the facts. So tell me, what's on your mind, sir? Well, um, around this time, uh, in New York, uh, in Canastota would be the Boxing Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was looking at the class, uh, got Shane Mosley going in, uh, Bernard Hopkins, uh, Juan Manuel Marquez, as far as the fighters go, uh, Christy Martin, I see is on this list. Mm -hmm. And, but the names of, uh, Marquez and Shane Mosley stood out for me because my question to you, Pedro, should they should they have gone in so fast with the speculation of PED use? And are we as fans and, and media person persons, are we not hard on fighters using PEDs like, as they are in Major League Baseball? No, you know, Oscar was my best friend. I mean, you me and Oscar go back to like 1989 before he won the, 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 uh, the gold medal in 92. I was his publicist when he was with Dame Boxing. So me and Oscar were tight. And then I was blowing those stories. I'm the one that broke the stories about Mel Delahoya using perform, I mean, uh, Mosley using perform enhancing drugs. Then I came up with the actual testimony where he had to testify and we had to put up on YouTube through Victor Conti and that kind of good stuff. So we blew him out of the water on that as far as his denying using per, uh, performance enhancing drugs. And Oscar was with me on this, man. He just was. I mean, when I visited him, he said, yeah, what's the latest? What's the latest? And then he turned into a promoter and he signed Mosley to a contract and we never, we, he, he, me and Oscar haven't talked since. Yeah, it's, I mean, and I Money. like Shane Mosley. I've met him. He's a nice guy. But, you know, in boxing, there's not that same accountability. Like, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not getting to the Hall of Fame anytime soon. Or Mark McGuire. And those are three of the all-time biggest stars in the history of that sport. But in boxing, I, you know, not that guys aren't entitled to make mistakes, but it seems like there's no repercussion. Boxing has no boxing has no shame, bro. That's just there is no shame in boxing, much like the um, GOP. Much like the GOP. 
yeah. I don't. I just that that stood out because uh, I I believe that they're gonna get their day uh, next year because of the uh, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy Martin, uh, Lou DiBella, who is from my in my opinion the guy that brought back boxing in New York uh, in terms of the house shows and he had the Broadway boxing. Uh, Lou is never one to uh, to uh, hold his tongue, especially when it comes to. Uh, boxing and politics. No, 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 no. Okay, I've known okay. I've known Mr. DeBella for a couple of decades or more, and the Mr. Mm-hmm. DeBella nowadays is much more reserved than the Mr. DeBella that worked for HBO. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Believe me. Okay. Hey, hey. And back then, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Uh, he, no. Listen. Nobody was better, I think, for boxing when he was at HBO than, than Lou DiBella. He, he created the Boxing After Dark series, which was probably the, the greatest boxing series, period. Okay? Facts, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just hunger against hunger. So, so he was a smart dude in that way. But when they, when they screwed him out of the CEO job and they gave it to the other guy instead, they told him, listen, you'll never be CEO because Seth Abraham is going to be C, uh, CEO forever. So he says, well, what do you want to do? I mean, what do you mean? I can't move up. I can't move up anymore. He goes, no, but if you want to become a promoter, We'll give you some dates. So they decided to do that. And then once they once once he decided he was going to turn in his papers and become a promoter, they decided they were going to move up some other guy to be CEO. Okay, so uh, so it, it was a really ugly scene there at, at HBO. It just wasn't. Debella got the short end of it when he probably should have got the elevator. He got the shaft instead. But I think that him uh, personally at HBO Sports Boxing would still be there. Wow, that's. I mean, yeah, I mean it's. Wow, that's. I mean, do you, so you you don't think that he would have been in bed with Heyman and and uh... no, I, I just no, I think that that that, that Lou DiBella was when he was he was a bad dude. He had power. You don't understand. He 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 wielded power and he wielded it in a democratic way. And it wasn't like mm-hmm. I'm going to piss on this guy or spit on that guy right. with an H. No, Debella did. Debella did boxing. I watched him, man. I was like right behind him. I thought he listen. He was a wonderful man, worker for HBO. He just was, he was the best for boxing people he ran into. He was the most benevolent. He's probably a still benevolent guy, but he was the most benevolent guy you could imagine everywhere we went. I mean, he, he just, he was a wonderful man. And then he became a yeah. boxing promoter. And then things change. Yeah. I mean, like I guess I, I can only speak on my personal interactions with him. And Lou has always been good with me. Um, and he, I've seen Lou get in the middle of scratch, man, like at at, at a brawl mm-hmm. in one of his house shows. I mean, he's he's nuts. You know, I have no problem saying that. He's not playing with a full deck, you know, but I, he was great for boxing. He really pumped life back into the New York scene um, in terms of uh, promoting guys like Paulie Malignaggi and uh, Curtis Stevens. I mean, that guy's that didn't make it all the way, but you know what? It was something to go and cover once a month, and it was good stuff. You know, um, what, Dan yeah, you know what really impressed Lou, though? Name it. California weed. I got to run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that note, yes. Much love. All right, champ. All the, the great, best. The great Socrates Palmer, folks, will be on next week, of course, every week here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The true PhD of boxing, Mr. Socrates Palmer Jr., of course, of the Bronx. He blesses us with his presence. So every Saturday, live on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And don't forget, you can always catch the podcast with Socrates Palmer at anchor.com. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. How I'd love to walk down that golden street, hand in hand with you, all the lovers meet. Whoa, I love.
decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. And now today's Ben Hogan golf tip. Want to hit your long irons crisper and longer? It's important to take the club back easy on your backswing. A longer iron requires more of a sweeping fluid motion than other irons. To achieve this, try to take it back low and slow for the first few feet. This deliberate takeaway helps promote a smooth, shallow swing that's perfectly on plane. You'll find that sweet spot more consistently, and you'll see added yards in your four through six irons. And now a word from Ben Hogan Golf. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. Attention homeowners, do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant Instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 426 2301. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the. Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't hang up. You need to hear this. You gotta quit wearing that aviator jacket. Nobody's buying it. I'm sorry you have to hear it from me, but at Progressive, we're all about giving it to people straight. That's why we show our rates alongside our competitors' rates. And when you're helping people find great rates, you don't need some jacket to look cool. Just keep rocking that scarf. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. It has been said that I have two alternatives. Either go to jail or go to the Army. I'm only bold and cocky before and after fight. Let me see you close your mouth and just keep it closed. Well, you know that's impossible. No, no, no. Keep it closed. You know that's impossible. I'm the greatest. And I'm knocking out all bones. And if you get too smart, I'll knock you out. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Let's talk about some significant days in history. Of course, today is D-Day. Talking to Normandy landings, of course, of 1944, June 6, 1944. A lot of people died there. But tens of thousands, I don't even want to go into how many people actually passed. But we do have to recognize that. And, of course, in the world of boxing history, June 6, 1988, I'm at the Las Vegas Hilton. 
in uh, obviously Las Vegas. So I'm kicking it. It's one of my first early cards as a boxing promoter, a boxing reporter. And I'm working for Flash Magazine. I think the San Francisco Progress newspaper and Boxing Update. So anyway, I'm doing some radio as well. So I'm there and Tommy Hearns is fighting Iran Barkley. So Tommy's like a <clears throat> four or five to one favorite. Tommy, of course, had moved up from a 147 pounds to 154 pounds. And now he's at 160 pounds and he's at middleweight. And he's fighting Iran the Blade Barkley. That's, that's Iran. I kid you not guy from the from the from i mean hot the a rough part of town the blade was just one rough dude he just was okay so iran's getting lit up in like the third round he's taking these body shots and he's like, oh oh i mean you can hear him just i'm not i'm a kidding you you hear him screaming i'm in like the fourth row i'm like freaking out i never heard a fighter scream from body shots before in my life i mean ever so he's oh oh and he closes his eyes and he throws a punch and he catches tommy hearns on the chin and he knocks tommy out and it's all over. And, and Iran, the Blade Barkley, this kid from New York, this kid from the hood who has no education at all, barely don't talk all that well. Anyway, bottom line is, guess what? He is a new WBC middleweight champion of the world. So, so I run into him. At the, I, I mean, I wait for him and I want to interview him at the, the post-fight press conference. So he's sitting there and his eyes all busted up because Tommy had given him a licking. I mean, it looked like Tommy took a baseball bat, hit him all over the head with it and hit him in the ribs. I mean, Tommy was just, Tommy was brutalizing him. You can't be, listen, rarely have fights ever been turned around like that fight's been turned around. I think maybe John David Jackson and that crazy guy down there in South America. I can't think, but outside of that, no, not too many fights have got turned around this quickly with one punch. But Tommy Hearns was toast. He was just toast. So I run into Iran at the post-fight press conference, and I walk up to him. I said, Mr. Barkley, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm with Flash Magazine. He goes, my name is Iran. And although my name is Iran, I never did. And I said, I had to think about that for a second. Wait, although my name is Iran, I never did. And he didn't. I mean, he stood right there, stood right there with Tommy Hearns and just took it and gave it and all that. They went back and forth. At the end of the day, I I, I had to respect uh, the guile and the guts and the, the ability to take those kind of shots because anybody else would have just folded. I mean, they just would have. I mean, the body shots, the head shots, he was taking a beating by Tommy Hearns. But Iran Barkley, and then he would, of course, lose that title to who? Roberto Duran. Roberto Duran gets knocked out in two rounds by, by Tommy Hearns. Of course, that was at 154 pounds. And Tommy, of course, lost at 147 to Ray Leonard in the 14th round when he was stopped, of course, against the ropes there in Caesar's Palace. So, I mean, there's history. There's history there. But Duran ends up being the, the magic guy on all this. And people, people laugh when I try to tell you this. I mean, the guy moved up from 122 to 168 pounds and he competed at all different weight classes. So at the end of the day, I still consider him the best fighter pound for pound in the history of boxing. June 7, 2003. Man, it's hard to believe it's been that long ago. Arturo Gatti decisions Mickey Ward at the Boardwalk Hall. Call it the Atlantic City Convention Center. Call it what you want, but it's on the Boardwalk in New Jersey. Of course, there was no title at stake, but man, they, they both weighed 142 pounds and that was a pretty ugly fight as far as the residual effects are concerned. Of course, the three fights they had together were like, you know, like, like, what could I say? Just like, give one guy a bat and the other guy a bat and they just take turns hitting each other. I never got off on those fights. In fact, I probably didn't watch them. Didn't watch them live. I don't remember watching them live. And you know, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not one of those fans that wants to sit there and watch two guys club each other back and forth and figure who's going to last the longest. I mean, that's not my idea of boxing. My idea of boxing is to stick and move and, or to go out there and impose my will and get things over with. One or the other. You gotta do one or the other. Either you go out there and you decide to say, you know what, I'm gonna stick and move and try to figure out what things going on there, or I'm gonna go out there right away and impose my will. 
Well, 99% of the time, I went out there and tried to impose my will. Of course, it was successful at times, and other times it wasn't. But June 8th, 2002, Lennox Lewis knocks out the comeback kid. I'm talking about Mike Tyson. Of course, Mike Tyson coming back at that point in time. Man, he told me in, I remember he told me in, in, 1990, you know, 1991, I, I, maybe I don't have it anymore. And he said that it was the first time he ever questioned himself. Maybe I don't have it anymore. Of course, in 2004, when he lost to Kevin McBride in Washington, D.C., he admitted, I haven't had it since 1989, of course. So he, he and I went back and forth on that one. But Mike Tyson defeated June 8, 2002, of course, by Lennox Lewis. That's when they held the fight in Memphis, Tennessee, because they didn't have any marijuana testing there. Yeah, coincidence? No. Both guys like to smoke weed, but Lewis dominated the bout with a TKO, I believe, in eight rounds to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. June 9th, 1978. Never understood this. Ken Norton, WBC Heavyweight Champion. He is the only champion in the history of boxing in the Heavyweight Championship. In the heavy, in the, uh, let me say it again. He's the only boxer in the history of boxing, as far as heavyweight champions are concerned, that never won a heavyweight title bout. He didn't. Of course, uh, Muhammad Ali beat, uh, well, I take it back, Leon Speaks beat Muhammad Ali, and uh, Ken Norton was number one. Of course, Ali wanted a rematch. That was where the money was at, so they went with that for the WBA title. The WBC title was declared vacant, and Larry Holmes and Ken Norton, let's take it back, they anointed it Ken Norton champion. That's what happened. They decided we're going to make Ken Norton champion without him even having to fight for the title. So Norton's the champion. He enters his 15-round bout with Larry Holmes at the Caesars Palace, of course, sports pavilion. Mm. In Las Vegas, of course, that was a great place, no doubt about that. But it was the first defense of a paper title. It just was. It was Ring Magazine's Fight of the Year for 1970, although my historian, uh, talk about Grandmaster Billow, he says the uh, the Alfonso Zamora-Alberto Sandoval fight was way more exciting. I don't know. Anyway, bottom line is, back in white, black and white days, according to our historian, June 10th, Carmen Basilio. Of course, Carmen Basilio, you remember him? He was on this show many times, many times the old dude was on the show. And he was always talking smack, wasn't he? I mean, talking smack about Billy Backus. Billy Backus was like his, his son-in-law or his nephew or something like that. And Billy Backus won the won the uh, welterweight title, I think, in the 70s. No, in the, yeah, in the 70s. So what happened? Carmen Basilio, who was the former champion, of course, won the title at 147, and then stepped up to 160, won the middleweight title, beat Sugar Ray Robinson, the greatest fighter of all time in the minds of some. Anyway, he beats him, and, and, and Carmen, how can I put this? Carmen, I said to him, you beat the greatest fighter of all time. How can he beat the greatest? This is what Carmen said to me. How can Ray Robinson be the greatest fighter of all time if this onion farmer beat him? How can he? You can't. Okay, I'll go with that. Bottom line is, of course, Larry Holmes wins the WBC title this day, June 9th, 1978. Larry would go on to, uh, of course, record a record number of heavyweight championships, defenses. And then, of course, in 1985, his big mouth sort of cost him a little bit when he said that Rocky Marciano couldn't carry his jockstrap. Remember that one? Rock couldn't carry my jockstrap, and he probably couldn't. But, you know, he insulted the boxing establishment. And the boxing establishment, they're white and they're right. So, for the most part, you can't get away with doing that. So, at the end of 15 rounds, Michael Spinks was a uh, a split decision winner over Larry Holmes, of course, and grabbed away the heavyweight title. Of course, they would have a rematch. Spinks would win the rematch. People would say that maybe the first fight, Larry Holmes got gypped. But I don't know. At the end of the day... It was like a coin toss. It was a close fight. I was there. It could have won either way. I thought Holmes had the edge going into the 15th round. That was on my personal scorecard. I think I had him up by two or three points. But at the end of the day, I really couldn't argue with Michael Spinks winning. Anyway, that's boxing history for the day. Brought to you by 
our Grandmaster Bill of course, the House Historian. ESPN, of course, coming back, as I said, June the 9th. Shakur Stevenson taking on Felix Carabello was 13 and 1. Stevenson 13 and zip, 7 wax. Uh, Carabello 13, 1 and 2 with 9. Uh, two draws and 15 fights, a sort of suspect right there. Maybe he's fighting at home, a little home cooking there. Michaela Meyer going to take on Helen Joseph in a battle of females. Uh, that's going to be on June 9th from the uh, MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Of course, that will not be a live card. And of course, um, June the 11th, Jesse Magdaleno, 27-1, taking on Unifield Vicente, 36-4. Adam Lopez on the card, 13-2, taking on Luis Correa, 12-2. The 16th, uh, Joshua Green, 22-1, taking on Mike Plania, 23-1. Uh, Antonio DeMarco on the card, 33-8-1, 33-8-1, taking on Giovanni Santillan, who's undefeated in 25 fights. The 18th, we go Jose Pedraza on top with Gabe Flores in the co-feature. The 20th from Mexico City, of course, still on ESPN. I'm talking about pound for pound, the greatest Mexican fighter right now in existence, Emmanuel Navarrete, 31-1, 27 KOs. Take it on Uriel Lopez. Uriel comes in with his record of 13 and 13 with one draw and six scales. See, this is what's wrong. This is what's wrong. I don't care if Uriel's a tough dude. I don't care if he's never been knocked out in his life. I don't care if Uriel, he's 13 and 13. I mean, give me the impression that you're going to bring in somebody that, that can fight. Someone who's going to be competitive. I mean, if, if you, if you, you, uh, you buy a program, you're not going to buy a program because there'll be no live gate. Okay, but I don't think they can get away with. I don't think they could have got away with this in Mexico City. I don't think they could have got away with putting him in there with a guy that's thirteen and thirteen if they had a live gate. I think their Mexican fans would have rebelled. They just would have. But of course, they're going to put this on TV. So if they're watching it on TV, if you've got ESPN Plus or or ESPN, of course, ESPN Deportes, all those different channels. Bottom line is, boxing is going to be rocking and rolling. Coming back on the twentieth, of course, as I said, Uriel Lopez. 13 and 13 will one draw. Um, I would always be willing to, if, 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 if things didn't happen, I mean, come on. Whatever you want to bet on Navarrete, bet on him. I mean, come on, there's never, I mean, might as well just say, I don't, shouldn't hold fights like that. You know, 23rd, of course, June 23rd, Andrew Mahoney, uh, 21 and zip taking on Joshua Franco, of course, 16 and 1, and that's all going to be coming to you from the MGM ground with the exception of the, uh, of the Mexico City fight with Navarrete and Navarrete thirteen and thirteen, I, I, that kills me, man. That really does. Straight up in the world of the UFC, of course, the UFC is going to rock and roll tonight with UFC two hundred and fifty on top, uh, pound for pound. Maybe the best fighter in women's uh, MMA, of course. Talk about Amanda Nunes, the one hundred and thirty-five and one hundred forty-five pound champion. She's rocking and rolling. She took out Chris Cyborg Santos, of course. That was before the UFC conned Chris Cyborg Santos into fighting that one last fight on the contract and then dismissing her because they didn't want to have a rematch. Because if they have a rematch, I think that Cyborg Santos has a real good chance of winning, and they really don't want that. I think right now that Dana White's got a, a figure in Amanda Nunes that he can control to an extent, and that's what Dana White's all about, control. Because let's be honest, these UFC champions, it's not the champion. It's not the fighter. It's, it's the UFC. I mean, Stippy Miocic's the world UFC heavyweight champion, Right. You don't know that for the most part. You just know the UFC's got a heavyweight champion. The UFC takes precedent. The UFC promotes themselves over the fighters. They always have. I told you, the greatest pimps in the history of sports, without a doubt. 8 to 12% of every dollar. 8 to 12% of every dollar. I'll say it again. 12 cents of every dollar at the max is going to fighters. In other words, the UFC, this corporation that's running them right now, this bought them for $4.2 billion, is pocketing 88 cents on the dollar. 
Holy cow. The talent's getting 12%. Something's wrong there. As I said earlier, and I said this previously, you know, pimps couldn't get away with that on the streets of San Francisco. They just couldn't. You tune to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside. Look at the world of boxing, MMA. Of course, the UFC card tonight will be on pay-per-view eventually, but it starts off on ESPN Plus, I believe. So you want to check your TV guys for that. They usually go at 10 p.m. Eastern time for the May card. Of course, that's 7 o'clock out here on the West Coast. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. A little tower of power to the break. Nunez's hands are down, and she's walking Ronda down. She tags her again. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect, so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He is Mexican. He's proud to be Mexican. 
the master himself of top rank. I'm talking about Mr. Bob Arum, of course, 86 years young. Give him some props, man. Former U.S. attorney under the Kennedy administration and the Johnson administration for a minute. I kid you not, a former U.S. attorney, of course, the president and the CEO of Top Rank Boxing. Give him some props. Mr. Bob Arum. Of course, USC, as I said, rocking and rolling tonight. The main event, Amanda Nunez taking on Felicia Spencer. Spencer's only lost one fight. That was a three-round decision to uh, the aforementioned Chris Cyborg Santos, so that figures to be a, a competitive match, at least on paper. And this is at 145 pounds, where I think Nunez is sort of, she should be 135 pounds. Uh, that's where she was a champion originally, where she would beat up and Ronda Rousey and did all kinds of stuff. I mean, she was a monster at 135. 145, of course, taking out uh, Cyborg Santos. What can you say? Nothing. Nobody's ever done that. The co-feature, Rafael Asahuna. Going to take on Cody Garbrandt, the former champion at 135. Of course, Garbrandt got knocked out by T.J. Dillashaw, I believe, and Dillashaw was on steroids not once but twice, but maybe three times. Of course, Dillashaw banned at least for a year, if not two years. At the end of the day, Cody, Cody got he, he got the shaft. He just did. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, that's the UFC rock and rolling tonight. You can check out the UFC schedule. At uh, Wikipedia, you can actually look at go to Wikipedia and punch in UFC events, and they'll bring you to the UFC page, and it's got like UFC prior events and upcoming events, so that sort of keep you tops, uh, keep you clued in on that. Now, without sports, um, people have sort of been starving for attention. Well, sports are coming back, just won't come back with crowds, and and I think that all the sports can survive without crowds, except for, and it's not a sport, but professional wrestling. I don't think professional wrestling can survive without without a crowd. I just don't. I think so much is based on the crowd. I mean, so much is oh oh, you're watching, yeah, you know, the, the crowds are so into it. I mean, the bad guy versus good guy. So without a crowd, I don't think that pro wrestling is able to survive. I really don't. I don't think that pro wrestling would survive. Of course, the only pro wrestling company I thought was even worth a spit in the current day in 2020 was somebody called Major League Wrestling. Of course, they were like on on uh, YouTube for the most part. But the bottom line is they have a good program. I thought it was like old school wrestling for the most part. And, of course, not sports entertainment. I'm not into sports entertainment. That's why the world of uh, wrestling entertainment, WWE, former the WWF, um, that's why that, and of course the, and now this new program by Tony Khan and those guys on TNT. I'm talking about all elite wrestling. Just not getting into that. Can't, can't, can't feel it, man. It's just not old school wrestling. And people say to me, well, maybe you're stuck in the past. Maybe you're stuck in, you know, it just was a better product. It just was. I mean, here's where they killed wrestling is that they told you wrestling was fake. They made, they told you wrestling was fake. If they kept the kayfabe thing up, in other words, you could watch it and sort of get into it a little bit more. But now, it's fake. Very tough to believe when something's been told you it's been fake. In other words, all along, sort of like Santa Claus, you wanted to believe in Santa Claus, right? But you wanted to believe in professional wrestling. At the end of the day, both of them turned out to be fakes. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is a Saturday edition. Don't forget, you can catch all the Ring Talk podcasts at anchor.com. The executive producer of Ring Talk Live Worldwide is Scott Cuddy. Until next time, my name is Pedro Fernandez. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can be doing a million things right now, but you listen to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, so I thank you from the Sports Byline Headquarters. Yeah.